0: Dublab.
1: Welcome to The Quarantine Tapes, a daily podcast from Onassis, LA and Dublin. Hosted by Paul Holdengraber, this series chronicles shifting paradigms in the era of social distancing.
0: Hello. Can I please speak with Julian Sands?
1: Yes, you are speaking to to uh, Julian Sands. Hello, Paul.
0: hello. Thank you so much for taking my call and for being a part of these quarantine tapes.
1: Um, how are you? Well, I, I love the quarantine tapes. I, I, I've listened to them every day since you began broadcasting.
0: Oh, thank you. Just... Well,
1: thank you so it's much. Well, thank you. It's very diverse and um, interesting and humbling. Uh, so, thank you.
0: Well, thank you so much. Humbling in what way? I'm curious about that. Well,
1: I mean, that for instance, today, well, hearing from Dr. Lamas uh, today, uh, being a little more on the front line of the fight against uh, C 19, um, makes my sort of Contemplative um, um, existence, uh, uh, rather inert, um, by compare. I think that, that, that's what I mean by how. You know, I I
0: feel I feel the necessity really to gather a, a concert of voices, and and having you on the show is very important to me, and I'm very glad that you're part of it. You were talking about your contemplative. Uh, uh, moment now during these quarantine times, and in in a note uh, you wrote that you in 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 some sense it brings to the foreground uh, what you call slow time, quietness, stillness, and breathing, and I'm 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 curious how you you might. Be able to unpack these these terms. I'm 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 always taken whenever I think about the word slowness. I always think about two quotations, as you probably noticed. I quote a lot, but there's one I very much love of Graham Greene, where he says, "There's a virtue in slowness which we have lost." and in some yeah uh,
1: I, I wouldn't disagree with graham green which is which is the other quotation the, the other
0: quotation is by walter benjamin who said that man no longer works at what cannot be abbreviated
1: uh, Yes, well i mean uh, um wise words from both uh, but i um, in the 1990s there was a very sort of popular movement which i think began in North Italy, um, called the Slow Movement, uh, which was all about the development of the slow food supply and um, and, uh, consumption. It was uh, uh, about, I think, unnecessary travel. Um, And to a certain degree promoted um, um, walking over public transport where where possible and practical. Um, but, of course, the slow movement was argued for uh, more than 200 years ago by the poets Keats and Shelley. Um, they, they both were sort of alarmed by the onset of the Industrial Revolution in in England, um, and both of them saw that the importance of nature in people's lives life, um, actively or reactively uh, was, was being eroded. Um, and and with, you know, with those very words, they, they, they talked about, uh, I mean, famously in Keats' um, Ode on a Grecian Urn, uh, he begins it, Thou still unravished bride of quietness, thou foster child of silence and slow time slow Time. I mean, it's something which he then goes on to say um, about this urn uh, which he's ad- ad- addressing. When old age shall this generation waste, thou shalt remain in midst of other worlds and ours a friend to man to whom thou sayest, beauty is truth, truth, beauty. That is all ye know on earth and all ye need to know. So, uh, so I think, you know, slow. Time allows us to uh, absorb um, um, big nature, the aesthetics of the world around, us, the inner uh, rhythms of our own biological system in a way that is much um, um, involuntarily avoided because of the speed at which uh, so many of us. Live the the amount of activity we engage in, which might be considered superfluous to the contemplative life. Um, now, me as an I'm, I'm an actor, so periods of of um, being at home uh, are not um, uh, unusual. I'm prepared by the nature of my uh, vocation to to be at home and endure the the weeks or perhaps months of what I would call a fallow periods, where one isn't sort of inactive exactly, but one is just nurturing oneself for whatever the next project may be. Um, and for me, that requires, for me personally, there's no rules about this. Um uh, a lot of walking. Uh, I'm a keen mountain climber, so the yeah, walking I,
0: is often. I I read about your your passion for mountain climbing, and uh, yeah. and so so when you use the word nurture, uh, first of all, I'm I'm curious the, the Keats you quoted came from memory. I imagine.
1: Yes. Well, I but I, I but I cheat because over the last two or three years I've been. Um, a touring a, um, uh, a, a show uh, called Keats Shelley Ghosts and Lovers, oh, wow. uh, which began in Rome at the Keats Shelley House Museum when they published an anthology of their uh, collected works and asked me to write the preface, uh, and, which I agreed to. But after conditional of waiting for me to really reimmerse myself in their work. I couldn't believe, how contemporary, how modern, how vigorous, how vital, how political, philosophical, and sexy uh, it all was. And, it, 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 and from my school days, I sort of I was much more interested in Ted Hughes or Harold Pinter, people with obvious contemporary muscle and and, uh, presence. Um, The romantic poets I I, I had a passing familiarity with. So so being able to quote their work, um, it's, it's what I do in my show.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's hardly cheating, right? It's, but but it's very humbling of you to say cheating. You you just what what you mean to say is that you know it by heart, but only recently, but still by heart. And I think I think there's a yeah. conne- there's a connection between uh, knowing things by heart and maybe the kind of peregrination of walking mm-hmm. and taking time, uh, because you know they they're. they're I imagine that we we could have a long discussion, which we can't have now. But I hope that when this quarantine ends, we will in fact be able to have it in person. I am.
1: Taking... I, I know that the, oh. uh, I know I know that there are the advisories of, in a limiting um, daily exercise, uh, but I think anybody who lives in Los Angeles has the opportunity to walk much further than they think they may be capable of. Um, I mean, we were designed to to walk. Uh, That's what our legs are for. And because there is generally um, um, a big sky around Los Angeles, there there, there isn't the extreme high rises you'd find in a conurbation like New York or or even London. Um, the, The vegetation at this time offers Such extraordinary blossoms.
0: I, I so and, agree with you. I so agree with you. I had occasion once to speak with David Ulin, who wrote a whole book about walking in in Los Angeles, you know, and in a way yeah. going against the grain of the cliched version of what Los Angeles is about, namely a city where people don't walk. It's very interesting yeah. to me now, uh, during this quarantine period, to see streets that are completely empty, but where we're People are, in fact, walking, even if, during this social distancing moment, a very strange term, I would love to speak at some point with a sociologist about about this whole notion of social distancing. But what is so interesting to me now is people are walking, even if they turn their heads away from you as you pass them by, there is a real desire to 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 move around in that way, I'm reminded also. I remember quoting once to Pico Aya, who was also on this show, a wonderful essay by George Santayana, which he wrote in the early years of the 19th, of the nineteenth century, of the twentieth century, where he said that Aristotle said that plants are firmly uh, uh, planted in in the soil, while human beings, Aristotle said, have the intelligence of locomotion. So we have Isn't, that's
1: a wonderful that's a wonderful it? quote. Isn't and it and for anybody who's listening, I could only recommend um Richard Powers the Overstory. I ado- which I adore takes, it. Uh, uh, yes, and explores that uh, that notion in a uh, such a beautiful and profound and and moving uh, way, Um, um, I just finished it, Um, but back to the walking and
0: And the the gloom,
1: the the narcotic sense which drifts, what I found is that although there might be um, an avoidance of um, the uh, fellow walkers because people... Uh, generally observing, social distancing, there is, uh, very often, more often than not, the raised arm of greeting, the sort of the nod of the head, right. uh, which is so, um, reminds one of the community right. and the necessity of communicating uh, some sort of acknowledgement of this being uh, a shared experience. um And um, I think that's very refreshing, and and uh, and reflects um, a desire, uh, a fundamental uh, desire people have to to stay. To, to reach out, right, um, to stay connected, and, and really...
0: to stay connected in some way, even though we can't uh, touch each other, we still need to be in contact with each other in one form yeah. or another. And and you know yeah, when, when you definitely. were talking about walking, obviously. Um, I'm I'm always taken by a, a number of of literary references and filmic references. In particular, uh, Werner Herzog speaking about the importance of traveling by foot, which is very much connected, of course, with the idea of what you were calling you were talking about the slow movement, the slow food movement, which is also a slow reading movement and a slow yes. a slow thinking movement. And I'm wondering if you have thoughts about how all of what we've spoken about so far connects to the quarantine and what might come out of it.
1: Well, I would hope that when the quarantine is relaxed, People will um, remember and embrace this uh, longing for community that they may now be experiencing in isolation and apply it to um, how we go about our daily lives. <laughs> remember to apply the and appreciate the... Um, the um the presence of others as enhancing our own experience even if they are unknown to us or uh to some degree different from us
0: recently you were part of a monday evening concert um john cage was on the program and I'm wondering, yes. uh, you know, I, I had occasion also to be on a Monday evening concert and Jonathan Hepfer r- runs it so beautifully. And I'm just, I'm curious what that experience of that piece of music was for you.
1: Well, for the listeners, I should, uh, the, 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 the John Cage uh, piece uh, required uh, me to read um, from news, of the day while others other five performers played radios right um, ra- seeming uh, at random stations but very specifically prescribed in a, in a score um, at volume fade up fade down when to be silent so it was a sort of cacophony of of um, a soundscape a symphony of of, um, of, um, it could be a, a music, a radio, uh, talk, me speaking live from news programs of the day. And it was, as, it wasn't about the specific information, right. Which was coming from the radios so, or from me. It was about creating a soundscape uh, and an experience, um, for the listener, which Allowed them to sort of view uh, or or view us, but hear um, this piece and and take it as a um, um, a, an existentialist um, impact on their on their nervous system, devoid of content.
0: This brings me to, I think, another love of yours, which is the love of radio.
1: Well, yes, I I, I like radio as a medium. Um, And and, and I love performing for uh, radio, radio plays, sometimes reading uh, short stories for the radio, both the BBC and various NPR affiliates. But what's remarkable is how... The listeners completely um I- imagine the, the the set the right. setting, right. far more uh, comprehensively and effectively than any set designer or stage management crew uh could um could in 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 a, a theatre setting i mean read, is, ra- um, radio
0: made me think very much of of our moment now i must say where we're we're, we're Confined to being alone, if we're so lucky as to have a home, which is which is of course a whole other problem that I'm addressing with other guests. You know, I've stopped counting my blessings because they're too many, but you know, the 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 radio is this very extraordinary medium whereby which we're alone in the presence of others, and we, we and and we can imagine we can imagine others who, in a way, haunt us. And I want to talk about another haunting of yours. And um, it's a very strong one. And it's one that I I feel that you're never alone quite, because always with you is Harold Pinter. And before you even talk about uh, Pinter, which I really want you to do, I want to read to you my very favorite two lines of Pinter. Um, On uh, the 5th of November 2001, he wrote to Sir Tom Stoppard saying, Dear Tom, thank you for your invitation to host a fundraising dinner in the private room of a top London restaurant. I would rather die. All the best. Yours, Harold Pinter.
1: Pinter is someone who dominated my life since I was at high school. His, his play, uh, The Birthday Party, was something I studied for my, what in England we call O-levels, and, um, and seeing the productions of his plays as a student, performing in them at drama school. When Harold came into a, a room, it was as if somebody had entered with a very large bird of prey on their arm, or on their shoulder. There was nothing benign. One felt surveyed and intimidated, and all eyes would always go to Harold. He had this extraordinary, uh, in involuntarily, but not completely involuntarily, intimidating presence. And he, he didn't. He didn't do small talk. He didn't suffer anything um, in 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 the way of um, social pleasantries. So when he asked me to. Um, um, prepare this concert of his poetry. Even though uh, I had uh, been involved with his dramatic work for decades, I had no idea of it. And it was such a revelation when over our uh, prep, uh, tutorial he would give me the, 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 these poems which revealed his intelligence his humor, his mm. romance, and his humanity in an extraordinarily personal, direct way. Very difficult to write um, about Harold Peter, the person from the dramatic works, uh, many of them, but from the poetry, they were totally unfiltered. And he had started writing, you know, he, he was a poet since he was a young teenager. Um, much before um, he started writing plays, and in the gravity, there is such intimacy and profundity. One is called "It Is Here," for a, which is uh, a celebration of his um, 33 years with uh, his wife, Antonia Fraser. It is here. What sound was that? I turn away into the shaking room. What was that sound that came in on the dark? What is this maze of light it leaves us in? What is this stance we take to turn away and then turn back? What did we hear? It was the breath we took when we first met. Listen, it is here. Wow. Yeah, it's a poem which uh, is universal. I think to anybody who's been in love or endured uh, a long relationship, who's had that privilege, um, Paul.
0: As indeed you. Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm very much there, but um, you just silenced me. well,
1: <laughs> and he silences me, and I. I uh, Another and what happened when I, I read these poems for at the event for which Harold has prepared me, he sat there in the third row, mouthing the words along with me, which was the most intimidating yes. thing I've ever experienced.
0: Yes, yes I can imagine. I, I can well imagine. In in closing, Julian, I, I'd like you to comment on a on another side of of Pinter. Um, the very yeah. indignant one, but I think the very powerful one, uh, the one that speaks to me very strongly also. Um, I once had uh, occasion with uh, the, the writer Ariel Dorfman to, to talk about that Pinter. The Pinter, actually, you knew well at the moment when he got the Nobel Prize and could not yeah. could not deliver it in person. And in that Nobel Prize, he says... The crimes of the United States have been systematic, constant, vicious, remorseless, but very few people have actually talked about them. You have to hand it to America. It has exercised a quite clinical manipulation of power worldwide, while masquerading as a force for universal good. It's a brilliant, even witty, highly successful act of hypnosis. I put to you that the United States is without doubt the greatest show on the road. Brutal, indifferent, scornful, and ruthless, it may be, but it is also very clever. As a salesman, it is out on its own, and its most sellable commodity is self-love.
1: Uh, I think that quotation can uh, only be taken in context of the the, the whole lecture, the whole um, uh, essay, because although the quotation you have read makes it very uh, singularly uh, uh, an abrasive um, uh, indictment of um, American foreign policy, I think the final paragraph, which I used, in, in my show um, is, is a, 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 a more just as applicable to America, perhaps never more so, but maybe is um, more circumspect. Can I share that with of you, course. Paul? Of course, of course. He, he says, when we look into a mirror, we think the image that confronts us is accurate. But move a millimeter and the image changes. We're actually looking at a never-ending range of reflections, but sometimes a writer has to smash the mirror, for it is on the other side of the mirror that the truth stares at us. I believe that despite the enormous odds which exist, unflinching, unswerving, fierce intellectual determination as citizens to define the real truth of our lives and our societies. Is a crucial obligation which devolves upon us all. It is in fact mandatory. If such a determination is not embodied in our political vision, we have no hope of restoring what is so nearly lost: the dignity of man.
0: It's extraordinary. Um, it, it sounds like uh, it, uh, you know some of the, the the great Nobel Prize speech, also of. Um, of Faulkner. I mean, it's really, really powerful. And, yes.
1: and, and, and if anybody was in any doubt about uh, Vince's uh, deserving uh, of the Nobel Prize, they only have to read this, um, the, the, the whole speech yes. to thank the gravitas oh. of, of his, his penmanship and his and his word i think um, you've,
0: you've given you've given our listeners something to to listen to during their quarantine if they can um julian it's been such a pleasure to speak to you and i feel like we have much more to, to talk about when we, when we, in fact, meet in person. And I, I also want to thank you for your support of, of this idea, of DubLab's idea of, of, of hosting these quarantine tapes. And, and I very much look forward to, to meeting you when such a moment should come. And maybe...
1: Well, I look forward to that talk. And, and it will leave you, uh, if I may, with one very short further poem by Harold. Because it addresses the the times we are living in and how we behave within these times and the consequences they have. um, uh, 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 And when I read this poem, uh, I think it was the Irish Rep, uh, uh, a nuclear physicist stayed behind and told me in all his time at NASA, he had never seen in prose or heard in prose, Um, something which uh, so readily addressed Einstein's theory of relativity. Uh, The poem is called I Know the Place. I know the place, it is true. Everything we do corrects the space between death and me and you.
0: A few words can
1: do a lot. I believe so. I believe so, for Julian. It's my privilege to be the delivery system of the, the words of, of Pinter and, and Kelly and Keith and Wordsworth and. Uh, to be, and continued, to, 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 to be, be continued. To
0: to be continued. To be continued for sure. But for now, bye bye and stay well, stay safe, and um, I very much look forward to. To Paul, long, my
1: goodbye, taking a long walk Dubai with you. Simply, I would enjoy that. One of my favorite walks, and perhaps you'd be interested in this, is to walk the whole of Sunset Boulevard from downtown at Cesar Chavez. Let's let the Pacific l- Ocean.
0: Let's let's do it and and think about Ed Roushay. Yes, indeed. All the best to you. All right, Paul. Bye bye. Thank you for Bye-bye. now. Bye bye.
1: To support this show and DubLab's progressive programming, go to dublab.com support.